0: Hi, and welcome to Stefan Levera Podcast, a show about Bitcoin and Austrian economics. This show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, and Swan is organizing a fantastic conference coming up called Pacific Bitcoin. It's going to be on the 10th and the 11th of November in LA, California. We've got an awesome lineup of speakers. We have Michael Saylor himself coming in person. We have Alex Epstein, Lynn Alden, Corey Clipston, Jeff Booth, Dylan Leclerc, Pierre Richard, Wolf Von La, Eric Kaysen, Mark Moss, Alex Gladstein, Parker Lewis, Preston Pish, and many more. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be one of the hosts, so I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. There will be three stages. There'll be all kinds of events leading up to this in the week prior, so make sure you come to town early. So if you're interested, make sure you get together with some of your friends and family Family, go to PacificBitcoin.com, get your tickets using the code LAVERA for a discount. That's November 10th and 11th, PacificBitcoin.com. Are you interested in Bitcoin mining? Brains.com is the site for you. They offer Brains OS Plus. This is auto-tuning mining firmware. You can increase the hash rate on your Bitcoin ASICs. You can improve efficiency by as much as 25% and you can mine on any pool or point your hash rate towards Brains Pool and get 0% pool fees. Brains also offer a range of educational content where you can find material on their blog about mining as well as products and services available from Brains. And don't forget, they've also got the Insights dashboard, which if you go there, you can find out things like their mining profitability calculator. You can get all of this over at brains.com. That's B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com when it comes to Bitcoin hardware security, my favorite is coinkite.com. You can get the cold card, which is an extremely versatile device. You can use it in single signature mode. You can directly plug it if you're a beginner, or you can use SD cards to air gap that, or you can use NFC also. You can use it as part of multi-signature. You can use it as with BIP85 or seed Or There's just so many different ways that you can combine and use various features to use a very secure device that's also very reliable i found it really good that you can set up this device without having to plug it to a computer you can just initialize it plugging it only to power so that's a really cool feature also so go and get yours at coinkite.com use code lavera for a discount on your cold cards Now, for today's show, Titus Gable rejoins me. He is the author of Free Private Cities, one of the founders of the Free Private Cities Foundation, which is now called the Free Cities Foundation, and he is currently the CEO of Tipolis. So we talk about a range of things. Now, for those of you who haven't heard the earlier episode, I recommend you go and check that one out. That's episode 161. But the basic gist of it is a free private city is this idea of having a privatized ownership and governance model for a city and you would have a contractually fixed amount that you pay for certain services. So in this episode, we talk a little bit about the progress being made towards actualizing these things, actually having free private cities and making governments compete for you is the basic idea. So in this episode, we talk about that as well as the upcoming conference called Liberty in Our Lifetime. That one is in Prague. But without any further ado, here's my conversation with Titus. Titus, welcome back to the show. Hello, Stefan. Good to be here. Yeah. Now it's been a few years since we last spoke. I think it was uh, maybe two and a half years ago. It was it was around the start of all of this hysteria at that time, and things have come a long way since then. And obviously, I, I'm excited about what's going on with the well. Now it's the Free Cities Foundation, and uh, some of the work that you and the team are doing. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess, some of the big updates? I know So recently there was this name change from Free Private Cities Foundation to Free Cities Foundation. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, the reason for that was that we wanted just to to cover a bigger area, not only the Free Private Cities types of models, the Free Private City types of uh, uh, people, Um, or projects, but also there are a lot of intentional community efforts out there. There are some things which are half free private cities idea, but half other. And this is something we are also interested in because you know that what I wrote in my book is that the main issue is that we should have more competition in the market of living together. And that has not necessarily to be exactly my free private city model, um, there are DAO ideas around there and all kinds of stuff. So I think as long as people want to achieve the same goal as as we, this is create a place where you have more liberty, more self-determination, you are in our team, right? So we, we want to cover all those projects, all the seasteaders and, and everyone who is kind of, I want to, To create a better place for me and my children and and as a model for the rest of the world this is what we want to cover and so far we have just said hey this call it free cities uh foundation that covers more than just free private cities covers also prosperity zones and autonomous zones intentional communities and There will also be a directory where we can, it's called free communities directory or will be called like that, where people can look it up, what's available. I mean, it's not so many available, right? I mean, this is still a new, uh, I would say, market. Uh, It's a a new movement, but it's coming. The momentum is there and the need is there.
0: Absolutely. And so I had a quick look on the uh, free communities website. So that's free-communities.org. And there's a few examples there we have. So there's probably Prospera, which is probably the one that most people would have heard of or if they're familiar mm-hmm. with the Free Cities Foundation, that's probably the one that most people know of. But there's a few others listed there. that We've got Liberstadt, I believe that's the one in Norway. Uh, DIFC, which is interesting because I'm, I actually live in Dubai, so DIFC is actually interesting. Uh, and we've got the Free State Project, which I think a lot of libertarian people understand or at least American libertarians know about the Free State Project. So I think it's it's interesting that we've got a few different ideas, a few different projects. Uh, I'm curious, I guess from your point of view what are some of the best examples in your view of something that's you know it going uh, that's going to meaningfully increase the amount of liberty for people out there out of you know some of those communities that we just spoke about
1: yeah i think it's what's happening in honduras uh, is clearly standing out because they have the legal basis to do that but i would also mention the uh, the difc because the difc is in so far not a typical product. What would we would cover because they are more for let's try to increase business, but to do that they had to offer more liberty and they had to offer a different legal system. They even had to offer a different court system, which makes it relatively close to what what we are proposing, right? And in so far, other international financial zones have copied that model. In 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 Astana, for example, in Kazakhstan. Then we we have other. Even in Africa, there are some uh, things trying to to copy that. In Abu Dhabi, the uh, Abu Dhabi Global Market is a little bit modeled uh, after that that uh, concept. But on the on the on the on the fourth, so this is more from the coming from the traditional special economic zone side and say, hey, what can we improve to make it more attractive than a normal special economic zone? So uh, people coming from that side, from the business side. And we're coming from the from liberty side. People want to create freer places, and there certainly Honduras is outstanding because over a relatively long period of nine years, they have made this Cede law happen. They have made the, the constitutional amendments so that there is in or there was in theory the possibility to create a new society from scratch with global best practice legal ideas or government ideas, whatever, and and that happened. Already in three cases, uh, this is Prospera, Morazan, and orchidea, whereas Orchidea is more st- a standard special economic zone. They are mostly or just only one company producing there. So I would say if you want to go for the Liberty project, it's mo- it's Prospera first and foremost, and then Morazan came second. Uh, both have slightly different models, but extremely interesting. And there are others who, want to f- who are following in that footsteps, uh, is the Guanaja Hills uh, International Community, the Coral Beach Village International Community, both are on Honduran Islands, one on Guanaja and the other on Utila. And you might have heard that the socialist government now has uh, stopped the Sede law, has uh, uh, basically cancelled it, but that does not mean that the existing Sede's, which are grandfathers and have guarantees for 50 years, are uh, immediately touched by that, but it means that you cannot create new Sede type of autonomy. But nevertheless, we have two out of these projects that are very, in my view, look quite interesting. This is the Guanaha Hills on, on uh Guanaha Island and the Coral Beach Village on Utila, because on these islands they already have a kind of autonomous status. They um, already have low taxes, free trade zones. It's called a tourist zone, I think. So, and they have a factual autonomy because they're just on the island, right? So you basically are left alone, and and this together makes an environment what freedom-loving people probably like. And it's nice weather, of course. And you can see <laughs> that it's especially the islands, right, which are interesting. You have Sark Island in the Channel. Uh, in in the English Channel, they already have an autonomy, and now they are opening up to more to the to the more freedom oriented people, and also want to to offer something to them. So uh, that might be. I mean, we have seen this before. I don't know, three four hundred years ago, when Europe first European immigrants go to the Caribbean islands, right, and later left them again to the U, when the U S was founded and they went there. But this is. Uh, this is a development that is not so I would say surprising that people are looking for islands for greater liberty and, and more independence.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And so, yeah, so there's a few uh, concepts we've gone through there. So as you were just saying, it's like setting up different structures that enable uh, you know, this parallel uh, uh, society in a way, in a sense. Um, and so I think, when we're talking about these, and it's actually interesting, perhaps it'll be interesting to talk about some of these also, even just from seeing the free community site, we can see the different projects there are listed against different things. So as an example, it'll say, you know, uh, status guarantee. So as you said, the Z is, uh, so these are those special zones, the ones that have already been created in Honduras, as they're saying, have that guarantee, uh, whereas uh, in other places, instances maybe that's not there Um, or another example here is criminal justice autonomy so the idea as i understand then is you might have this zone which has your own rules and laws around business things from a criminal perspective it's still based on the broader country or the i guess sponsoring area Um, yeah but but you have two things here too i mean it may be that like in
1: honduras they have to take over the honduran criminal law But still, they have their own authorities to deal with that, and this is already a big improvement, right? I mean, we have seen that in especially in Russia and former Soviet Union countries, they were using this criminal law to blackmail business people from the from foreign lands, right? They're saying, "Hey, we you are um, accused of doing harm to the environment. According, this is this is a a criminal case, right? And which was, but if you give us ten percent of your company. Right. You're not going to follow right. that up. Right. And, and so far this is important that you that that you don't fall into that trap and ideally you have your own criminal law but this is often not politically feasible in a country that is your host nation but if you can if you take over their laws and apply them by own people that is already a big step forward right because you can then avoid corruption you can increase efficiency you you bring people from the outside which which already has the advantage that they are not related to decision makers they don't have some favors to give back right this is, this is in, especially in small countries, very, very difficult where everybody is somehow related or known to each other. And, and then being the chief judge, right, who is the brother of the president, <laughs> things like that is very, very difficult, really. I mean, would be the same for us, right? Even in, 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 in first world places like Monaco, right, the judges are not from Monaco and the, and the, and the presidential guard also not, Right, I mean, for a reason, right? These people, I mean, you need independent uh, decision-making. You, you need independent uh, dispute resolution. And it's very difficult if you are related or friend of half of the government, right? And in so far, the idea to bring people from outside or, or leave them where they are, like the Prospera Arbitration Center is a great idea. You have judges or pension judges from all over the world from reputable places and they're sitting at home and they're, they're making these online tr- online trials but there's absolute guarantee that they have no stake in whatever happens in home right <laughs> because they're not there they have no relations and i think this is this is a model for the future and other pe- other countries will, will pick that up and by the way that was the reason for the difc to import judges from from london and singapore so that they can show to the to the investors uh, to the investment community hey, these are not some bodies of the prince or whatever uh, of the sheikh or sons, but these are independent people from other countries. And I think this is a good model.
0: I see. And so the idea then is to try to slowly build up some momentum uh, that, let's say, businesses might want to come and set up there so that there are jobs and opportunities here. And then also people might want to come because they want to live there because they want to try out this model for living. Um, so, in terms of things like Prospera, as an example, can you give us an idea, you know, how big is that, you know, in terms of people today and, you know, what w- what are some of the pathways that you see that it might grow?
1: Yeah, I think they're still in the beginning, they have uh, several hundred people or some hundred people that are living there or at least working there. But now that they have acquired this uh insolvent golf resort this is going to to grow significantly i think that we can have several thousand in the next years and that was also the planning for morazan the other city so that you would say several thousands uh on the size which is about four to five square kilometers so it's not too big but it's enough to build a kind of a city and um uh, and and have some uh, physical activity there, and then for Prosper there's another option. This is to become an e-resident, that means an electronic resident. So you even if you are not there, you can apply for for a kind of residency that en- enables you to to come there for thirty days and and found a company. So um, that can be very interesting, and especially if they combine it with a banking system, so that you because this is the problem today setting up companies and having a bank account and then don't be overwhelmed by red tape or taxes so this could be a real competitive advantage and, and prosper is is really focused on this kind of uh let's create some businesses let, let's make um uh business easy and and then people are mostly from honduras are are have relocated there the the ones that are already there um, and and they're interested, right? Because and, and and I think many of the employers are companies from the US that are looking for remote workers who are qualified. So, to my observation, is uh, Prospera is really so sort of targeting middle class of Honduras uh, and of course expats, whereas Morasan is more the lower class, uh, unskilled workers and not so much experts. Um, but it it I mean, this both have their justification and both show that this is not just for the rich, right? Like people say, hey, private city is only for the rich. No, it's not true because this is just a new governance model, right? And private does only mean that it's a private company that is running the show, but it doesn't mean that you have to pay more, uh, normally even less, and you get a better quality of service. And I think uh, they have shown that. And uh, now, uh, interestingly, they were destroyed or they wanted to destroy them, uh two places in the in uh, on earth where they're really trying out new governance models where they're really trying out innovative solutions and the people who are wanting to shut this down they call themselves progressives right i mean this is <laughs> this is this is really a joke right because this is something where you could have proven to the world, even with your leftist Vogue models that it works, right? Just competition. We have three cities already and each of them has a different governance model. So this is the best proof that this is not just for the rich or by just crazy libertarians from the US or Europe. No, no, this is a model that, this is a alternative model, it's a competing model and people should vote with their feet and they should just see how this is is unfolding. And the so-called progressive people, their their main argument was Honduras is not for sale, right? I mean, this is populism at its best. But this is how the how the world is, and this will not have been the last fight. But I think we must must make it clear that this is progress, and that this is voluntary participation. And before there was nobody living there, so there's no indigenous people have been robbed robbed by the land. It's just untrue. Yeah, it's not true. Right. Nobody has lived there; has been acquired on the free market by by private property owners. So, <laughs> as it oh, is yeah. usual in that country, right? According to the rules of that country. So, and and this is, uh, I mean, you we we are now used to that, and, and 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 it will it will probably be the same in in the next projects and the in the projects after. But I think it's important for people like you and and your audience to understand that what we are offering nobody's forced it's a voluntary a product you can buy by being there or just reject like anything in the market in the supermarket you decide by yourself what you want and the rules are known in advance if you don't like it stay where you are right and but it it's does. in my view it's extremely necessary that we are having more and more of those projects because some will fail undoubtedly right but the learning curve has to has to start at the moment, we have just one model. This is top-down state. And the differences are is it just, is it a king? Is it a president? Or is it kind of a democratically elected government? But they have the same powers as the king. So actually, this is one model, top-down model. I don't want to be subject to that model any longer. So that's why I came up with the free private city idea. Other people have other ideas. And the interesting thing is that we are now really it's 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 going to happen right and and the free communities directory that you mentioned is just a beta version but i know there are many more intentional communities out there and i hope that i mean the hard thing is really to negotiate a kind of autonomy with governments that is normally year-long affair and i'm doing that currently in africa and uh, uh, and in in the caribbean other people are doing the same and we hope that in the next, let's say, one to two years, two or three no pro- projects are popping up that have a similar of um, autonomy than Honduras. Uh, so far, it's only Honduras and maybe the IFC that is granting a certain autonomy. Others are only intentional communities. There's one idea, there's a seasteading that is maybe also something very interesting or Liberland becoming a real so You But you can see there, There's a there's a big momentum. And I think the most promising things is if you have an agreement with a government that it gives you autonomy for a certain period of time and if, and if this is there there has been there before right so then then i would say this is then the next next level of of living together
0: sure also obviously many listeners here are, of my show are interested in bitcoin so uh, perhaps mm-hmm. you can tell us a little bit about the uh, bitcoin story with uh Prospera. as i understand they have bitcoin legal tender and you could if there's anything you could tell us a little bit about how, how that came about and what what that's looking like today.
1: Yeah, I have been uh, part of the Prospera team. I've, I'm also an investor or my company is an investor and, and I've been part of the team uh, to create the legal framework uh, back in 2017 to 2019. And then when the framework was approved, I withdrawn went to other projects, which I'm working on now. So I'm not up to date. I'm not part of the management. So um, I cannot make official announcement for Prosper. But as far as I know, it's what you said, right? They have made Bitcoin uh, legal tender, or at least you you are allowed to use it. I think legal tender is difficult because they are still subject to, to Honduran sovereignty. But... Um, they are allowed uh, by law that they can introduce own currencies, and they, that's what they did. They say, "Hey, Bitcoin, you can pay everything with Bitcoin, especially the taxes that must be paid according to the Sede law." Um, and uh, this means they can already transfer, if you want, the whole economy on on Bitcoin. And this is also what we are at uh, my company is called Tipolis. That is also working as a for-profit company on making such projects happen. We are also advising some projects. Um, and we also want to want to have Bitcoin or want to in let's say want to promote Bitcoin as a as a um as a currency. We are not going to to make anything legal tender. We say that's free banking. You use whatever you want, but you can pay us in Bitcoin and we can we have a lightning note maybe for our free private city or prosperity zone. And we're encouraging you, even for the small businesses, uh, to use this app, to use this wallet, and to make the payments. And it's much easier, especially in places like Africa or the Caribbean, where many people do not do not have yet access to real bank accounts. They can leapfrog that development and say, hey, I don't need a bank account. I have everything on my mobile. And, and that is certainly something which can be very, very interesting. Um, you can also... Produce your own electricity uh, if possible. For example, by a hydropower, sometimes it's possible. And you, if you start a free private city, you have an abundance of energy in the beginning, right? Because there are only 100 people there, and you have already a one megawatt or whatever up and running because a turbine is just has a certain size. And then you can use that for Bitcoin mining, right? And then also counter the claims, which you will get a lot of attacks in in the upcoming months uh, with the energy thing because of the energy crisis, right? People, the the government has fabricated that energy crisis by putting all their eggs into the renewables, which are not reliable, okay? So now they have created an energy crisis, but they're using that crisis to to go after Bitcoin and other things and say, you are using too much energy. We all have to save energy. So Bitcoin is evil. And a lot of people... I go for that right so and and the, the the real answer would be every as more civilized a society is, the more energy it uses that That is a rule, and it has ever been a rule. so if we value a not manipulatable currency high like bitcoin we are we are willing to spend some energy on it, and that's a fair thing right and there's an abundance of energy could be there if you would just uh, use nuclear energy for everything in the future, right so there's not a problem you are you have created this problem by yourself um that but this is i mean reality is people suffer from the energy crisis, they see bitcoin is using a lot of energy, so they go after bitcoin, and politics will will basically push that move, right? So this is what I, I fear for the next months or years. And so uh, if we can make a claim that we have an abundance of energy out of hydro uh, hydropower, then it's probably, you can get away with that. But I'm expecting some attacks against Bitcoin from from that angle.
0: Back to the show in a moment. Are you still leaving your keys on an exchange or do you still have them in single signature and you are looking to upgrade your security and also improve your self-sovereignty? Unchained Capital can help you do this with multi-signature. This means you have your keys secured by multiple keys that you keep in different locations, meaning you hold two keys and they hold one key and they can also sign for you if you need them to help you in a pinch. They have a concierge onboarding program that you can use to get onboarded into this in an easy way you don't need to be very technical they will call and guide you through the process so all together as part of the package you can then have your coins taken off the exchange and directly into a vault that you control so go to unchained.com concierge use code levera for a discount there Are you using a plain old block explorer? Bitcoin has grown beyond a single layer into a fully fledged multi-layer ecosystem. mempool.space is a comprehensive Bitcoin explorer that covers this ecosystem from the mempool to the blockchain to second layer networks like Liquid and recently the Lightning Network. So with mempool.space, there's no need to trust a third party. It's free and open source software that you can host yourself. And for enterprises, mempool.space now offers customized mempool instances with your company's branding. You can get increased API limits and more. So go and learn more over at mempool.space slash enterprise. For those of you looking for a Bitcoin homepage or perhaps something to bookmark that you use to periodically check the price or check updates on what's going on in the network, bitbo.io is a great choice. You can see the price feed, you can see Bitcoin statistics, whether that's mining, network, lightning, sats per dollar. You can see the Bitcoin magazine feed to see the latest articles. You can see things like the inflation rate and comparison versus other assets, or even things like the projected halving dates. All of this is available over at bitbo.io, which is a great choice to bookmark or use as a homepage. And now back to the show. Of course. And also coming back to that question around setting up free cities in different formats. Yep. I guess one idea is that... You're making different jurisdictions available for people. So, as an example, it could be that one free city is setting up and saying, "You can set up with us and incorporate your entity here with us, and we'll give you, you know, low taxes or easy, like, uh, easy setup of entity." So, there's a little bit of a jurisdictional arbitrage game that people can play there. So, as an example, it could be that there are Bitcoin entrepreneurs who want to set up and incorporate their entity in one of these three cities. I'm wondering if you could offer any comment on that and the possibilities for that going forward.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we are all even thinking about establishing a kind of a BitCorp. So that is, is is a company based on Bitcoin. So because we, I think we need new types of, of entities. What we're having now is normally the stock corporation, right? Or the personal entity and, um, uh, Now that new things are coming, like the DAOs, um, we might also see, hey, is is there something that can run completely on Bitcoin, including the capital of the company or whatever? So these are things we are definitely um, considering and also want to, to create a. An advantage, a competitive advantage uh, for this, for the free city that that is created or the, the the zone that is created, so that people who are in the crypto business they have an incentive to come. But at the same time, we have also we have always to look what is politically feasible in first of all in that particular country and second, worldwide, right? So you cannot just say, hey. There's no no zero no your customer a m l and then you get cut off from all international banking so that's that's a problem right so we somehow we have to make compromises but what you can do if you if you create a new free city environment you can you can for example look what is already existing in the world, so which are the places that have most freedom when it comes to financial transactions, when it comes to crypto transactions. And then you can say, we are adopting that. And if they people come after you, say, but the Cayman Islands doing the same. This country is doing the same. Hong Kong is doing the same. Singapore is doing the same. And then it's diff- more difficult for them to come after you and say, these are evil capitalists from uh, uh, libertarian whatever, Right. And and we can say, hey, we have just copied the model of this country, and and so this is the way to go at the moment, where you can just you have to remain within the framework that is there to a certain degree, but you can try to a bit push the borders to what is elsewhere possible, and you make a combination of the freeze models everywhere, and then combine it to a new model. So there is there's a lot of things that are already possible, and I think. This is what you said, right? This is a kind of a regulatory arbitrage, a competition between these new zones. Yes, definitely, and that it should be like that, right? So that is to your advantage, right? <laughs> who is offering the most freedom? Well, that's exactly what I want to. That that I'm treated well, and not who is who is more basically creating more centralized global surveillance, right? That this is the tr- the other trend, and people are think this is a great thing. No, it's not. It's the absolute opposite. It it's it will be a, a world government will be hell, right? No more exiles, no more competition, no more comparison. But so and, and in so far we have really to do the, the people who are interested in and in, in, in think that freedom and self determination is not only a philosophical thing, but it's also on a philo- philosophical preference, but it's also the only way that the whole world can be lifted out of poverty and and create new things, we must fight against these centralized ideas. And fight does not mean violently. Fight, in my proposal, means creating better models that work better and that are then in demand, even from states who see, hey, like the special economic zones, right? (laughs) Every special economic zone is is a confession of a state that obviously... Their own rules are not the best. Otherwise, there would be no need for creating special economic zone. And what we are doing is the same next level special economic zone plus. And and that is that can happen. That if these things in Honduras maybe are very ex- successful, then neighboring countries in Central America might see, hey, we are copying that, and then suddenly you have a worldwide competition. And that can not necessarily take 100 years, right? If you see in the 1960s, there were a handful of special economic zones. And now we have 5,000. I mean, not all of them are active, but you can say at least 500 are really active. And why shouldn't we be able to repeat that again with with free cities?
0: Of course. And so, yeah, hopefully we do see more of these things uh, come up and, as you mentioned, there's this idea, and I think that's that's really the theme of the upcoming conference. So let's chat a little bit about that. So it's called Liberty in Our Lifetime, and the theme is called Parallel Structures for Progress. So do you want to tell us a little bit about why that theme?
1: Yeah, because we we wanted to show that it's not only about free cities, and it's Liberty in Our Lifetime means can we not just dream about the free society, but make it happen and it's not only the political sphere, the governance sphere, it's, it's many other things. And we thought better than to fight the existing systems is just to create something new, a parallel structure. And the most successful parallel structure that we have seen in the last years is Bitcoin and the blockchain. Right? It has been created out of nothing, not, not out of nothing, but but without any permit, without any announcement and and vote on it no it's just been created and now it's there and it it has been successful right i mean if something is is there for a, a technological innovation is there for 10 years and longer it will remain right because otherwise it had been already proven that it it's dysfunctional or it's, it's it there's no demand for it and the fact alone that you have thousands of follower pro, follow up products um or me too products That shows that this is a success. And now I said, okay, financial Bitcoin is only one part of the financial sector. What about decentralized finance? So this is a big thing. Then you have the media. You are an example. You have your own channel, which is an alternative to the existing mainstream media. Why is this? Because you and other people said that... (laughs) We got only the same message out of the mainstream media, but we we want to talk about other things. We have other ideas. We want to hear about new ideas. And that's why probably I assume, right, you started your channel and uh, your podcast. And I said, that is a parallel structure in the media. Media is very, very important in today's uh, connected world. Next is then finance. We have Bitcoin, culture. We need films. Education is another point in our conference, because today in universities, this is not uh, what you expect from a university, that there's free thought, that there's free debate. No, there's safe spaces and people who have not the right opinion, they are kicked out. They're not they're not even allowed to speak on the university. So there we definitely need also parallel structures in that regard. And then on top of that, this is the most difficult one, is Systems of living together, right? The, the governance, the political, the system side, and that is what where free cities come into play, and and we are following and we want with this conference. It's the second conference. is the third time, but only the second time uh, for for the public, uh, second year, where we want to bring together all these projects. Well, all who are interested, but most are, to present themselves, to ask, um, to 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 answer questions, critical questions from the audience to maybe promote their projects to to, get, to win settlers, investors, and businesses. So this is the idea and to become bigger every, every year to create a market of living together. And so this is, of course, the cornerstone of the conference are the free cities, the intentional community projects. So both cities will be represented in person, the chief of that will be there, President uh, Joel Bomga will be there, or at least online Trey Goff, the chief of staff, will be there in person. Massimo Mazzone will be there, the chief of the Morazan Cede. Joe Quirk, the president of the Seasteading Institute. Patrick Friedman is there in person. Even Doug Casey is dialing in and telling about his stories about how he wanted to make to convince uh, African governments to bring their country public in the last 30 years. And newcomer projects are there, like the ones uh, I mentioned before in Honduras, but we have also uh, even one in Germany. Um, We have another one in Montenegro. So interesting things are are coming there. And then we have on on the other days, we have uh, discussions about uh, the future of finance because it's very linked to this free city model. How can we make business and finance in our world? And of course, Bitcoin is a very big topic there that we will have Jeff Booth and other people uh, there, you will be there, Stefan. Um, then we have from the education side, new models, uh, uh, Daniel Prince, Michael Strong. So I think for everybody who is really not just complaining and analyzing that everything is bad, but is, has passed this level and say, okay, now what can we do? Say, okay, this is your conference, right? Because we're only talking about what we can we do. And of course, we will be some analyzers, but this is not the focus. The focus is really... We want to reach liberty in our lifetime. And if it's not in our lifetime, it's the ne- lifetime of the next generation. But if we are not going to start something now, who else will, right? <laughs> so, and I, I think the creation of Bitcoin alone is that this was possible and that this was so successful. It, it, it's fantastic. It's It's nearly unbelievable. And if this is possible, why should not other things be possible too? so we have to create parallel structures for progress because fighting the existing system is not enough and it's also you cannot force people into something they do not really want right and in so far i say different model we create a new structure some people may they like it they come and then the others watch from the outside and see hey maybe it's not such a bad idea maybe what people told us about libertarianism was propaganda it's not true all right? Even the poor people have a better living in those places. So this is my my hope that this is coming out like that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really good to see these ideas in practice. So I think that's, that's also important to see that there are people actually trying it. Um, now, I also understand that maybe in certain circumstances or certain ways of looking at it, you could say, well, actually, it's hard to build that how do you get people to sort of commit to it and actually live and go to it? Right. So as an example, you know, I'm sure, you know, years and years ago with the free state project, right? So there was this idea that all these libertarians in the United States are all going to move to New Hampshire and they're going to set up there. And Hey, I've never been, but I've heard it's, it's cool. I heard that, you know, they've got pork fest and they've got a whole bunch of libertarian people there. But then at the same time, there might be some libertarians who are like, Oh, I can't be bothered moving there. You know, like how do you sort of get enough people into the same place because here's the thing right all around the world right there's eight billion people on earth and of course there's probably you know 95 percent of them are statists or maybe even more Um, but hey there's that kind of one to five percent who might hold some kind of broadly libertarian view and how do we get those people together
1: yeah that's an absolutely justified question and i mean I think the free state project was a good attempt, right? To say, let's first collect who, who might be interested, but you can see out of the 20,000 that that voted for, that opted for, yes, we will move, only 6,000 have moved, right? But I mean, that's that's how people are. And 6,000 is is still a significant number. And then so far, um, one of these ideas is, uh, you have heard about the network state, right? So the idea is we first meet on the internet and then we find the territory. Um, this is a, this is one attempt, right? And and the other is that I would say, let's take a country like Honduras, right? If you put up a zone based on libertarian principles, which is the case with Prospera and Morazan, then most people who are later work there, they are not necessarily libertarians, but they just see, hey, this is a place that it's working. That the, the average Honduran better salary, better security no corruption fair dispute resolution and it's nice and clean hey i like it right and without having all these libertarian viewpoints they probably cannot repeat them but they just they're there for the results and i think they will be also the defenders of such a system when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to attack by the host nation or a political party then these people will say no we like it we want this to stay and in so far, it's not necessary to convince a majority uh, that libertarian principles are right. But you will, over time, will achieve that because people will say, okay, if I compare where I now live in the zone with the other state around me, I want to stay here. I like this model more. And over time, they will understand, uh, we, we might teach them why this is the case, right? And then um, people will find out for themselves. So I think it's... Definitely enough for the moment if we have, say, 5% of people who are really convinced of the model, because, I mean, 5% of 8 billion people, right, is 400 million, correct? Four hundred. Yeah. I mean, this is extremely high number. It's enough, right? So we. This is a good good news. Is we don't need to convince the majority. If we have thousand people in a small state, they can, can make a difference. They uh, can make a difference of a state of five hundred thousand people or so. So you can see that we have a good chance. Like the free cities in the Middle Ages had, they were also a small minority, but they were like Venice, right, or or, or Pisa, or Genoa, Florence, uh, Hamburg, the Hanseatic League. Uh, Lubeck I mean these were very very powerful players at their time despite just being a city right and and we could also what we all what's already starting and also with the conference we could talk to each other we could exchange concepts we can exchange goods we can exchange ideas we can support each other and and this is this recognizing that the other model is maybe not exactly the same but we all driven by the same we want to be allowed to Try out new things. We want to increase freedom, and we want to increase prosperity for everyone. So, and the other people who are thinking the same, they are our allies, natural allies. And so, my hope is that we have we have a tiny fraction of of what's happening in the world. But starting with Honduras, I mean, there's more to come. I know that other people are rel- There are rumors here. Well, I'm one of those project that might come up uh, hopefully uh, in the next year uh, or within the next 12 months. But there are other groups that are also working in Africa and the Caribbean, where I, I have heard that they are very advanced. So we might get two or three new Honduras type of models, and then we have real competition. Then it's not just within one country, but then we have real competition. And then people can start, like you can start to compare and you can invite all the leaders of those projects and say, now make your pitch. Tell me why I, Stefan Livera, should move, right? (laughs) And that's exactly what, I mean, it's not easy to move, right? You are where you are and you have all made your arrangements there. And maybe people have their family and their ancestry there. And now you tell them. Move in the U.S. to New Hampshire. Even this is difficult, right? you were telling me move to another continent, even more difficult. So that means we have to really offer something, and uh, this is good, right? We have to we have to try to find new new customers, and not the other way around. That the state just says you do whatever I say, and if I need money, I raise taxes.
0: <laughs> right, and I think I would say over the last few years. Perhaps there are more people who've opened their eyes to this idea that, hey, you know what? Maybe I would move overseas. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm an example, right? I, I was living in Australia and I left because of the the hysteria of the last few years yeah. and thought, you know yeah. what? Maybe there are other people out there who are in a similar camp and maybe they're like, you know what? I'm open to this. I'm open to finding some other jurisdiction that I may you know, set up uh, and uh, you know do business there or you know do whatever. Um, so I think that's really interesting. I'm, you know, I'm obviously, I'm looking forward to going, I'm, I'm going to be a speaker there. Um, and I'm also looking forward to meeting a bunch of people. So there's some people who i have, you know, only spoken with online. So like yourself or, uh, Jeff Dice, I've only spoken with him online. I'd love to actually Mm. meet him in person. So I know he's coming as well. And he's, he's, you know, he's been big on that whole idea as well of smaller is better. This idea that even, uh, and I mean, the Mises Institute and others have been talking about this for decades, right? It's not a new thing. They've been saying, you know what? What if we let some of these larger states split up into smaller states and maybe there's more uh, uh, more freedom that can be achieved in that way and so I think it's it's a it's a mix of people and ideas and you need enough people out there who are actually sharing some of these ideas to get just people uh, brought on board and and I think to your to your point as well around um, maybe there's something here as well that I'll give you an example. I think a lot of people who came into Bitcoin later learned about Austrian economics and libertarian ideas from that. And so it might even be the case that actually people come in and start holding Bitcoin, using Bitcoin, and then getting exposed to more libertarian ways of thinking and then thinking, yeah, you know what? Actually, there is something here. Maybe we really could build some kind of more libertarian-based society. So I think uh, there's a... There's an angle there of where people might first start with Bitcoin or start, uh, you know, attending a conference like this, and then later uh, realizing, oh, okay, yeah, actually, there's something I can do in practice.
1: Absolutely, and and my personal observation is that I would say from from the people who really following what what we are doing, uh, the free cities movement, half of them are probably coming from the libertarian side, but the other half are coming from from the Bitcoin crypto side. Why is this so? Because these people immediately understand, well, at least the ones that are following us immediately understand, hey, that could could work because they have seen that it already worked once creating a parallel structure with Bitcoin um, against the fiat currencies, which were supposedly not working, right? Otherwise, there wouldn't be no demand for Bitcoin. And the same is true with our systems of living together. So people realize that. And and, and I would say what, what you said before, it's also true in the last two years uh, with all the lockdowns and all that, a lot more people have come to us and say, hey, when are you starting? Where can we move? We we want to get out. And especially in countries like Germany, who are deliberately destroying the industrial basis They make energy so expensive that businesses have to close and to move out. So now it's not only people who are pissed off the state, but even businesses, whole businesses, whole companies (laughs) want to move out and they don't want to move into a state where they say next year they might get similar ideas like the German government. Right. (laughs) So where can I have? And and this is what what many people do not understand. It's not only about taxes. Company can pay taxes, but it's much more about long term security, right? You have to rely upon the fact that the the rules are not going to change significantly in the next 10 to 20 or 30 years because you're making investment on that assumption. And that's what one of the main points of of the the, the free city or the free private city model is that we're offering you a contract and we cannot change the contract unilaterally. And that's Prosper doing, right? Prosper, you you don't have only the protection by the charter. You have an additional protection by by a resident contract which says these are the rights that we cannot take away from you and we're not going to change the rules. So this is great because this is exactly what I mean. You if you hire somebody to paint your room now in, in another color, you don't want this guy then to come later and say, By the by the way, I used a much more expensive color and I repaired your car as well. <laughs> I didn't order that, right? But it's exactly what the state is doing and and so far i think our model is superior we just need some time to deploy it and there will be some setbacks no doubt about that but at the end people go where they are treated best and that's what we want to offer and 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 the, the 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 conference is last year's conference like you said people some people have met for the first time but they were in com- contact before and i can tell you that at least two new projects we're coming out of those people meeting at our conference. And I hope that this will repeat this year, that good people are meeting each other and saying, hey, let's do something together. Um, they're helping each other. They're creating even a new project. So um, it is also extremely motivating to see people in, in physical presence and, and and all intelligent people. They have all uh, ideas. They are not just repeating secondhand opinions they have all their own opinion right and and they can argue that opinion this is a kind of very it makes me feel very wow this is a place i want to be in this is i thought it was lost but it's still there it's there again and this is really giving people and most most attendees felt like a, a really good feeling and i hope we can repeat that in october in prague
0: right and i think it comes down to it's just a big world out there. And so even though there's a lot of statists out there, there's also a small number of libertarians and Bitcoiners out there who do want to do something about it. And it's a matter of connecting those people, right? Because when you add that up, that could be 100 million, 200 million people. And if you could get a critical mass into one or a few liberty-friendly locations, that could really move the needle. That could really change things. And so, I you know, I, I hope... Um, you know, people come along. I'm, I'm obviously excited to be going. So we should uh, mention. Uh, yeah. So do you want to just chat a little bit about the details then? so it's October 21 to 23. It's in Prague. The website is lifetime And uh, I've got a discount code as well. So code Levera gets you a discount there. So listeners, make sure you uh, check that out. Teach us anything else you want to mention just as a, I guess, a final message or any uh, final uh, closing thoughts for people.
1: Yeah, if you cannot attend the conference, there's a possibility for an online attendance at a, a, a much discounted rate. Um, and in any case, if you are interested in this whole development, especially maybe you're considering moving to one of those new um, places, then my my proposal would be that you subscribe to the newsletter of the Free Cities Foundation, um, freeminorcities.org, because... Any new project will be presented there, and if we think that makes sense, then there will be a link um and then you can go to the website of the program of the project and say, "Hey, maybe this is the place for me to go um so that is we are starting this community, and um I think, as you said, Stefan, we need the critical mass of people who are willing to relocate and if you are you listeners are interested in that or can think about that then I invite you to subscribe to the newsletter, learn about the projects, and then make you a call.
0: Fantastic. Well, great chatting with you, Titus, and looking forward to seeing you soon. was a pleasure. So get the show notes over at stefanlevero.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the Citadels.